Hello and welcome to episode number 163 of the DBSA podcast. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books and with me today is Redheaded Girl from Smart Bitches Trashy Books and Barry Hardiman from NPR. On a recent Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast, which if you're not listening to that podcast, you totally should because it's awesome. Barry Hardiman mentioned that she could talk about Outlander for hours. And it was as if a call went across the land and redheaded girl heard it. And we invited her onto our podcast to talk about Outlander. Not for hours, but at least more than one hour. It is a giant squee fest. It is all about Outlander, the television series, the books, and some mention of the musical. We talk about all the things that appeal to us and how it is when you love a thing so much, your feelings about that thing are almost fragile. So if you're into Outlander, it's like a solid hour of squee and discussion. This podcast is brought to you by Intermix, publisher of New York Times bestselling author Jessica Clare's The Billionaire Takes the Bride, the latest billionaires and bridesmaids novel where a lie unexpectedly turns to love. Download it on October 20th. The music you're listening to is provided by Sassy Outwater, and I will have information at the end of the podcast as to who this is and how you can get this music for your very own. And I will also have information in the show notes about all of the books we talk about, plus some links to things that we discuss as well. And one last thing, if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast or a podcast transcript or both, please email me at sarah at smartbitchestrashybooks.com. I would love to hear from you. This podcast is a lot of fun and we had a really good time, so I hope you enjoy it. Without any further delays, on with the podcast. Thank you so much for responding. <laughs> so, I mean, I, if everybody would respond to this promptly with a podcast, I mean, oh my God, it would be amazing. Yeah, well, we could fix the world. It'd be that easy. Yeah, it's true. Actually, I mean, if people would talk about Outlander with me all day long, then I could fix the world. I do feel like. Well, we talk about Outlander a lot. And when you said on Pop Culture Happy Hour that you could talk about Outlander for hours with anyone, and I, I received the immediate message from Redheaded Girl. <laughs> and I was like, well, we are those people. Yes. We're here for you. <laughs> so glad. Everyone is super annoyed with me. I literally have no one I can talk about this with. Oh, dude, we're here for you. Yeah, I have like one friend who's like just heavily pregnant in the middle of like newborn land who would normally be the per and she's just out of touch for me. And so it's it's a problem. Yeah, there's a there's a post baby newborn er area where people are just not braining at all. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, she should be like, I feel like in about four weeks when she's still not braining, like she'll be right in outlander land. Like she'll be in braining, like you're getting your brain back enough to be like, that dude is nice looking. And like, you know what I mean? You're right. like enough to be like, that's a jaw. Yeah. That's a jaw. He has a shirt allergy. It's nice. So nice. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to uh, guess that you like Outlander, Barry. I really do. I mean, I like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Are we talking about the series? Are we talking about the books? I will, I'm going to be the, quite the honest. Oh my God. I love everything so much. I love the concept. It combines <laughs> like my favorite things in the world. <laughs> like it, literally it's like, it's fantasy. It's time travel. It's historical fiction. It's like, uh, it's like an incredibly hot dude of exactly the kind of hot dude that I like kind of deal. It's a woman that I like. It's like, a a handhold through historical fiction. Like you could be modern. She can be like a modern lady thinking things in a modern way. And you don't have to be like, Oh, why is there a zipper in the bodice? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, it's every 
everything I like. And it's always been everything I like. I love the books. I mean, yeah, I, right? I, yeah, I actually, here's a funny thing. And then I will stop talking. I'm so sorry. I have been bottled up for so long. No, <laughs> when I said we're we were here, you. yes, we're when we said we were you. here, this is what we meant. We're, we're your therapy group. Oh my God. I'm so glad. It's such a relief. So I had this <laughs> wonderful Scottish babysitter who was like 150 and um, was babysitting for my youngest um, in Los Angeles, which uh, when we were still there, I just moved back to D.C. And she was the one who turned me on to Outlander. <laughs> and it was right during the Scott, like when maybe Scotland was going to become Scotland forever. And uh, and so we sort of read them together. And then I began I began to become just unable to look her in the eye because she was like 150. <laughs> and I just and then she would start talking in a brogue that I cannot do justice. To. I can't even touch, to be honest with you, about like the scene she really liked. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. <laughs> I was like, oh, you didn't need to do that. Uh, but it was. But so. So first I loved the books and then I kind of discovered this was. Have you, has this ever happened to you where you sort of are like because I was in newborn baby land, I was kind of like off of things that would normally be really connected to. So I actually didn't realize there was a whole first season until it was like halfway done. And so I, it was like the greatest gift. And, you know, like the minute I saw the minute I saw, I was just like, oh, my God, this is the this is the prestige television I have been looking for. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Take I mean, your breaking bad and shove it. Oh my God. Take your difficult men. <laughs> I mean, seriously, take your, take your rapiness with no prop, like with no plot attached, you know, that you're like random rapiness game of Thrones. I'm looking at you. You can't like, see me right now, but I am holding up a lighter. Oh my God. <laughs> the random rapiness. Oh my God. I want a button of Dougal just saying I didn't hold with rape. <laughs> like, I just want a button. Right. Don't Which a button? is kind of a flat out lie, but whatever, Dougal. Yeah. Well, that's fine. But I just like when he said it the first time, I was like, yeah. neither, dude. Mm. Me neither. And I love your Kangol hat, too. Yeah. Um, anyway, Kangol but I just, hat. it is for, it's made for me. <laughs> I got to stop talking, guys, or I'll, I mean, I really feel like I can't. My heart is beating so hard. I'm not kidding. My pulse is skyrocketing right now. That's why I have wine. <gasps> that was brilliant. Oh, my yeah. God. Would it be weird if I texted my husband to come up with wine? No, it would be, in fact, appropriate. We would, no, we would that encourage would that. That's oh my God. one of the reasons that's... to have one of those, right? Yes. To you mean, yes. Oh, yeah. Husband? Yes, they husband, bring you yeah. wine. They bring you wine. It's lovely. Yeah. But you should only hide. No, you weren't supposed to bring me wine, dear. Um, he's, he's got a headlamp on and he is fixing my son's uh, Android tablet because the charger broke. And so oh. he has got like a million tiny screws spread out on the, on the coffee table. And he's wearing a headlamp and like geek level up to 11 going on over here. So I won't make him get me wine. But what you want in a husband is the one who says, do you need me to bring you wine? Oh, my Be God. I got that one. I mean, I'm talking like seven minutes after after they wheeled me out of the operating room, like C-section <laughs> blaring. He was like, "When when can we start drinking?" And I was like, "Oh I think God, about ten minutes ago." <laughs> yeah, this is gonna wear off, and I'm gonna need some bourbon. Exactly. Right. Can you pour right. it directly on this incision? That would be great. Anyway. So tell me a thing. Mm -hmm. When you started watching Outlander to the TV show, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. have you been bottling up all of your joy and euphoria since then? 
I have. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> terrible. I feel so crazy. And I also didn't, does this ever happen to you? I mean, maybe I'm just not as going to, but I didn't want to go down the rabbit hole of the internet because I, I didn't want, I only wanted to, I only wanted to discover it with human beings that I could, that could say a thing back to me. Yep. Like, so I didn't want to read a think piece. I, I totally to understand. Say, because I like it so much. This rarely happens to me, by the way. I'm a person that's like, can you, I will like literally type into my girl Google. I'll be like, can I have seven think pieces about a thing? <laughs> my God, the husband just arrived with the wine. Yay! Yay! And my lady, thank you. Anyway, Is that's he good, wearing a kilt? He's not wearing a kilt. Okay, next time. <laughs> he might, he's probably not wearing underpants because we just moved in and nobody can find anything. So. <laughs> okay, that's legit. So there's that. Um, anyway, so yes, I've been bottling. I have <laughs> so crazy. It is so crazy. And I almost went off on a huge tangent on that show when I, when I did that like mute call out to you guys. Yes. I was like, where are my people? And I could kind of see Linda like, uh oh, we're about to go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I just see the fear in her eyes. And so I just, I wrestled it back into my soul. I heard that. I heard that. Who would have thought, by the way, I mean, what do you got? Don't you think, who would have thought that this would be the thing that would be the answer? Like the, this is the, this is for you ladies that are sick of like Westeros. Like who would have thought? I, I, I mean, I guess you probably all thought it. Cause no, of- most of the time when someone says, oh, they're making a television version out of this insert title of beloved book here. There's almost always a 50-50 split of, yay, this is going to be great. And it's going to suck. And I'll write 3,000 words right now to tell you why. <laughs> right. And I mean, there had been talk about, oh, so- somebody has the option. Oh, they're going to try a movie. At which point I was like, that's a sh- terrible idea this book yes. is 5000 pages long yeah. there you you can't you can't and then they said oh stars has it and i'm like oh, okay right. yeah oh, pretty much well, oh, okay and then they said well ronald d moore has it and i'm like all right i'm in <laughs> i'm in cuz i generally true. i generally trust him last season of battlestar galactica notwithstanding because he he <sighs> understands the this, the concept of storytelling and mm-hmm. visual storytelling mm-hmm. and I am told ha- having suffered through Battlestar Galactica in real time God, oh you did exhausting. I did in real time and season Bless. four doesn't really hold up, up yeah if you watch it in real time but I'm told oh. by people who binge through it they're like oh yeah that was great so if you didn't have the the year-long hiatus and the week-by-week buildup of dear god what's going to happen and you just are going with it yeah then it works a lot better oh that's fascinating i maybe i'll try that because it didn't leap like i loved it when we Mm -hmm. so we like binged on the first three and then and caught up you know which was so that we were in a waiting game situation but that is an interesting and i loved and i did find that i I did find that last season kind of a failure um but uh, oh, that is interesting. And I think you're probably right. He does know how to tell a story. I think he also understands a little something about gender, which is like dear, near yeah. and dear to my heart and my parts. This, my parts. this whole show has just been fearless mm-hmm. in its embrace of the fact that we are so aware that women are mm-hmm. watching and we are going to do this justice. Like, yes, you, yeah. you keep waiting. Like, I remember watching uh, because 
redheaded girl and Elise and Carrie were recapping and reviewing each episode. Uh And part of it was, okay, we really want this to be a success. So we're going to talk about it every week and maybe people will get really excited and come talk about it with us. Because it's not like the concept of recapping isn't done at 90 zillion other places. (laughs) But when we want to boost something and be Uh like, okay, y'all, we're excited about this. You Mm -hmm. should watch it and come hang out with us. We did this with TNT's The Librarians. Mm. And that that worked. It totally worked. (laughs) It was super campy. It was goofy. They totally aired it out of order and you could tell and it was frustrating. But it was still so much fun. Yes. Yeah. And that, yeah. And so we thought, okay, we're going to do this with Outlander and we're going to hope it doesn't suck. And then each week it got better and better. Mm-hmm. And it was like, is, is something bad going to happen? Like, is this just going to come burning down? And then yes. when they got to the most horrible, horrible parts, they did yes. it justice. Which, yes. They did it justice. Although I, that was hell to recap. That was absolute hell to recap. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. I can imagine. I that well, what I, did you guys think? I'm actually curious as a yeah. person, like, cause I had, let's see, cause I read the, I had read the books recently. So I was familiar with all of the plot points that were going to come. And I was like, Oh, they're going to skip that. Jamie gives her a spanking. That is nope. definitely not coming. And then it did. And I was like, well, they're going to skip the, some rapage. Nope. nope. It's coming. Nope. Like I didn't, I really, when was the point? Like, cause that was where, when we got to the second half, I guess like episode nine, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, they are treating this with intelligence and like gl- kid, gl- not kid gloves, actually. They're not treating it with kid gloves. Right. They're, they're like doing they're, it up. Yeah, but they're treating it with the respect it deserved as right. opposed to yeah, with intelligence. Ah, um, yeah. Intelligent gloves. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it wasn't um, it wasn't a rape scene that was at least, you know, 40 to 50 percent titillation. Which mm-hmm. a lot of the other shows do. Oh, I'm looking at you. You Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. I can't. Fucking. <laughs> I know. I can't. I, I'm so mad that it's this season that got the best dra- drama series Emmy. I so am too. Because it. it's saying, I just want somebody to say that like this is torture porn. Like, to, but yes. to, like I yes. want the Academy to say. You know, fine. We're all going to watch it. It's fine. I mean, I watch it. I'm not going to lie to you. I, you know, I've read all those books. I don't know how else you nurse a child. But like, I, you know, I, I really, I, I, I just want the group of people to say, okay, but we're not going to award it anything. You know, yeah. like we understand this is this kind of thing has existed for years. I mean, it's called Titus Andronicus. Fine. Uh huh. But you know, but but why do we have to award it and 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 say that it is prestige? I like, I don't, I don't get it that yep. it's prestigious in this way. I. Yeah. yeah, this is a season that I broke up with Game of Thrones when it was clear where what they were doing with Sansa's storyline. Oh, and I was just like, you know what? I'm done. And I feel I feel very conflicted about it. This is the first year that I had um, legal access to HBO. Oh, oh that is and, a big deal. And then I and then I broke up with it. Oh, uh, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I hope they replace it with something. Okay, my dog is getting up with his ears mm-hmm. down and his tail between his legs because I have voiced frustration at HBO and clearly he has done something <laughs> wrong. I'm sorry I produced Game of Thrones, the lady. I'm going to leave the room now. He's like, sorry about that Sansa thing. <laughs> I hope I hope that rape scene about Theon. Yeah. Oh, I do hope HBO replaces your loss with something equally good. Although my my sad expectation is okay, well we have re- we have rewarded and awarded the super gratuitous, uber rapey, disgusting, mm-hmm. uh, torture porn. Mm-hmm. So yay, here come nine more shows like that. Oh, it's much. like CSI 
Game and, of well, Thrones. I mean, that is actually, I mean, the thing that I, I mean, I will admit, by the way, that I've only watched two episodes of, um, oh my God, what is it? It's the thing everybody loves with the people and they're sad and Matthew McConaughey is saying things. True, oh, detective. True detective. Thank you. True God. Matthew, Matthew McConaughey is saying things. It's like, that's really <laughs> like, all you need to know about that. Saying things in a monotone and an accent. Pretty um, much. And then Woody Harrelson gives him the greatest, the fuck is wrong with you? Right. I know people loved this, but I have to say like two episodes episodes into it I was like you know what it's HBO right I was like you know what HBO yeah. I've only got room for one of these in my life I've already seen like I like I was just like I don't need to see a naked woman with the whatever and the thing and the strips are and the whatever I just like I I I sat through the Sopranos because I thought it was special and new uh-huh. and I so I yep. was like ready to, I was like okay I will sit through your strippers and your like totally gratuitous pornography of you know these women in a certain way because I actually did feel like it was serving the story and I hadn't seen it before mm-hmm. and I just I was like I didn't believe in true detective it felt false and I peeled off after two episodes and everybody tells me I'm wrong but I don't care I'm not doing it I'm there's not only this- so much room you have in your right. psyche for yep. oh god this again I know right exactly I know. And what's so interesting, I was talking, I, I was trying desperately to talk to my husband. I was monologuing at my husband about this. <laughs> and I was monologue like, to us anytime. If you need to make this a regular feature, we're here for you. Just like, so you know. I can't talk to my husband who only reads Raymond and Carver about. Um, so <laughs> I, you know, I was like, here's the thing that's so, I just, I, I really, I'm sure a billion think pieces have been written about it, but it is that thing of like, okay, this is a, a, a series that includes a ton of sex, a lot, you know, p- sex as power, rape, uh, you know, the, all of these sort of gender, the, all these sort of gender identified things that are played with in other ways on these other shows. And they are doing it in such a way that we understand the source as opposed, it's not, it, it, it it's the meatball. It's not the sauce, you know, yeah. that was the worst analogy. I, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I'm I, wow, yeah, that no, was excellent. <laughs> but I actually that's had spaghetti and meatballs for dinner. Oh, even better! It's great. You had oh, Outlander, and, <laughs> Outlander, and just a and a touch of Game of Thrones on top. Of there you off. go. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Wait, but so so you guys, I assume yeah. I am. I have not read every single one of the books. Um, that just to be quite honest with you, that's okay because yeah, I, because you I could now nurse like five of, other babies with those books. God, I'm right. gonna, I mean, I might have another child to keep going. Um, right. But here's the thing: so, are you feeling like this is a this is a series that has legs through, you know, past Voyager? Um, see that that's an interesting question. I think I haven't read the the most recent book that just came out because. Uh-huh. I just don't want to pay hardcover prices for it. Yeah. And all of my other ones are the trade paperbacks and it wouldn't yep. match. <clears throat> oh my God. I love you so much. I just shelved all my books and I'm so mad about what's happened to my Harry Potter collection and other things. Like I just, right? I, yeah, I'm just right. Yeah. Real. Like Harry Potter. I, I just kind of sucked it up and put up with it because I needed those books to appear on my doorstep the day they appeared. Yeah, totally, but, totally. I but need when you sure. look at them on the shelf and they go little, little, big, 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 it's yes. yeah, it's just yeah. not right. I know. Yeah, it's, I know. it's a thing. Um, anyway, so I books. think Yeah, so the book. So I read the first four when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'd actually, I'd read the second one several years before. And okay. I was like, I have no idea what the fuck is happening right now. And then I found them again 
when I went to college and tore through all four of them. And then the fourth one just sort of stops. Right. And another friend of mine and I were like, there has, are there more coming? And we managed <laughs> to, this was 1999. Wow. And we managed to, um, find Diana's CompuServe email address. I don't oh, even know. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you at all. Oh my gosh. And we sent her think? an email going, hi, we just discovered your books and they're fucking brilliant. And we can't even, um, we're just oh. sort of wondering if, are there going to be any more? <laughs> and she wrote back and she's like, oh yeah, I'm working on the fifth one now. Thank you for your note. And I'm like, Okay. Did you have to pick yourself up off the floor like three days later? Yeah, I would have been Pretty like, somebody wake I, me up? I, I think about that now place. and I'm like, oh God, that's just so, no, no. Why did you do that? So great. <laughs> it shows that you were a person that was already good at the internet too. Because you yes. were just like, you're yeah. mine. Person yeah. I love, you're mine. I'm reaching out to take you with my hand. Right. In, not, and, in a non-creepy way. Or no, a in the best way. Yes, in a vaguely creepy like, but good way. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to like grab you in a place. Right. I'm just going <laughs> to quietly go um excuse me i have a question raise my hand there we go (laughs) and then the fifth one i mean i i think kind of once you get past Mm -hmm. voyager yeah i think it will get really difficult to film them because like half of the fiery cross is one day yes it goes on forever and there's a lot of dirty diapers involved yeah there's so many yeah yeah it's gonna be tough <laughs> um so i think that certainly the poutlanders should we actually get that far uh-huh. are gonna be real mad because oh my god rdm changed things uh, yeah, yeah, I have, yeah i have a whole song and dance about the poutlanders <laughs> oh the poutlanders they're so cute you know? they're plaid and pouty yes <laughs> i love them yeah but but are you, I mean, but you're, do you want it to, are you, yeah, you must want it, but also not, I know what you mean. I, I want to see how RDM is going to do it. And if mm-hmm. it doesn't happen, if we just get to, to Voyager and look, we're in the new world. Yay. I'll yep. be happy too. Cause I never expected to get this much. Right. Right. And right. my favorite book out of the entire series is Dragonfly and Amber. So we get through that and I'm a very happy girl. Yep. Yep. That's, those are the, I mean, for me, those, yeah, I, I would like to get to Voyager. I'd like to, you know, I'd like to get through there. Cause I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that now I'm interested in seeing on film. I wouldn't have been interested, mm-hmm. in, but then when I saw what they did with, with Outlander now with the, with book one, I'm like, oh, you could do this. Yeah. Right. You know, you are an interesting person and you are listening to a lot. That's the other thing. It's totally clear that he's listening to a lot of different people in the writer's room. Yeah. Like, not in that way of, like, okay, we're going to show, like, leaky breasts because we're tr- we're doing a thing. It was just so resolutely practical in the way that it is in the book and the way that it is in life. You know? Right. Like, I've uh, never actually seen a boob do what a boob is supposed to do. Yes. Right. Well, uh, I mean, if you do that in public, people call the police and yell and throw things right. at you. Right. I mean... Really. And one of the things that fascinated me about that scene was not only were people like, oh, my God, it's a nursing breast... And then right. the next question was, how did they film that? Yeah. Was that yeah. CGI? Was that a CGI breast? No. Right. no. No. Wait, so when you type that into the internet, what will happen? How did, how did they film? How the, did they do yeah. it? Um, when, 
right after that episode aired, when you typed that into the internet, you just got a whole bunch of other people going, yeah, how did they do that? Okay. Um, <laughs> but then people but, said, yeah, but, they obviously, but, it was a second shot. No, it was a prosthetic. Oh, oh, fascinating. You remember when people did that instead of special effects? Oh my God, I don't remember. Like when all of Mad that. Max. All of Mad Max. Have you seen Mad Max? You need to I see have. That. Are you kidding me? That's Please. Okay. It's like probably the only movie I've seen in the theater in a long time, actually. Yeah. Oh my God, I loved it so much. Anyway, right. yes. But uh, RDM does a podcast with each episode. Oh, he d- What? I'm like, do you see oh, the, the doors no. of the kingdom oh, opening? <laughs> I know. It's so Oh, honey, sad. we're here for you. We're here oh, for you. Oh, my God. I literally feel like big doors just creaked open. And I'm gonna just I'm gonna disappear from the world for like a long time. And my uh, husband's gonna be like, "Why are you walking to work all this all of a sudden? You hate using your legs." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're corrupting you. I know you like are. We've but removed I'm probably all gonna get your, healthier. Like you are you work for Morning Edition? No, I work for Weekend Edition. Weekend Edition. I knew yeah. it was an edition. Yeah, it is. Like, it's alternate... definitely an edition. It is, in fact, every week an edition. <laughs> yes, exactly. So now every week you can do an additional yeah. story about walking in podcasts to justify walking with your podcasts. Completely. I can. Conf- I love it. This is an amazing tautology. I'm so excited. This. Yeah. You guys have been already giving me so much. <laughs> it's only been like 20 minutes. <laughs> it's only been 20 minutes. I love it. I'm so excited. <sighs> yeah, but Wait. he does a podcast with for each episode where he watches the Uh episode there's usually almost always scotch involved oh excellent and he often has either terry dresbach who is the costume designer Mm -hmm. and also his wife Mm -hmm. um or a director or one of the other writers on to talk about kind of what's going on what they did the writing process Mm -hmm. or how they made the boob do the thing ah uh, How you made the boob do the thing has yeah. got to be a really popular episode. That's like <laughs> Obama on on Marin's podcast and How'd You Make the Boob Do the Thing. Right, probably the same number of downloads there. Totally, right. I'm sure it's the same deal. Absolutely. Can I ask you guys what you're disappointed? Is there anything that you're like they really that was a big fail? Um, I didn't think there was any. I I, I don't have it. any. I'm I don't curious. have any. I don't. I think there were a couple of things that I was like. I was either disappointed that got cut. I mean, I understand right. why they did like mm-hmm. the whole midnight conversation with Jamie and Claire after the whole spanking episode yes. where he talks about his father and mm. kind of where his concept of justice came yes. from. Yeah, I really miss that. Although I do like understand why that got cut or mm-hmm. please God, hopefully moved. Yep. I have probably so not I love that. Yeah. Um, but ultimately I'm at peace with every decision that they made. Yeah. There, there were a number of times where I would look at my review or the recap and go, well, when I watched the first time I was real mad that things got moved. But then once I watched it the second time and had some distance and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I feel the same way. I don't, there's nothing in it that I, I would agree with you about that conversation. There's a couple of stories because there's so many stories within stories in this book. It's such a digressive kind of, you know, especially the Jamie's, uh, past kind of stuff mm-hmm. that I you know I just miss those little uh, you know the vignettes and god she really is away with a kicker she's yeah. just like she is just the kicker queen but I think it's so well I just think it is so well put together and the thing is I'm actually bummed that I didn't watch it with my husband because I think he would love it I do I really do I mean I think that it would be there would be a slight awkwardness by you know, I mean there would be a lot of like my goodness 
But I, I, uh, I have DVDs of the first, what was it? Redheaded Girl, was it the first six? First, first eight. First eight. I, I have a DVD of the first eight, and I could send it to you if you wanted to try them out. So I own the first eight, and I okay, definitely good. Okay. want to try it out. Um, so I, now I feel like we're talking about sex toys. Um, I definitely <laughs> want to try this out. That's a whole other podcast, also titled How Did You Make the Boob Do the Thing? <laughs> this is so not NPR. <laughs> I know. I love it so much. I want to live in it. It's totally, I'm in the wrong place. But I have to say that it would really disappoint him because, like, you know, he loves a good, like, sex on television. He's a, you know, that's fine. But he, um, I, I feel like he would be like, why aren't we getting more World War II? Because his jam is just, like, Band of Brothers, like, the Pacific. Like, he just wants to watch men, <laughs> like, mud and blood. And so I feel like he'd be like, we really just missed the most important part of this. Like, could we just go back? Could we get a flashback to World War II? Well, there is like, mud. No, there's going to be mud, and there's certainly going right. to be blood in the last half of so no, the Forms are way better where we're going, honey. Trust oh, me. I totally. I will say you. You know, I agree with you. But I, <laughs> I, I, it's going to be a tough sell on a man that, like, you know, like <laughs> has has done a lot of deep looks at, like, you know, the Guadalcanal. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. But anyway, I feel like I can get it done, and yep. uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a whirl, guys. Good. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Do you do you is this is, is this something you bring your your family into? How much of your family do you bring into the Outlander world? Very little. Cause really? No, it's that's not my husband's thing. And my kids are eight and ten, so they're oh, not yeah. ready for how the boob does the thing. Mm. So <laughs> any of that stuff does that stuff. Exactly. Right. But at the same time, though, I think that it's. It's almost like for a lot of people, I think it is so good and it is so special and it's such this little miraculous thing. Like the, no. the, the, the people who are producing it are talented and the writers are all yeah. talented and the original and the source is material is being honored. And then the actors yeah. are incredible. Oh, and God, it's also so good. Uh-huh. If I show it to someone else, it might break. Yes, right. I know what you mean. I also can't stand like it is a little like treasure. Like if he said anything mean about it, it would oh, be it like the on. time yeah. I made, like I don't know what I would do. One time I made him watch Shining Through, which is one of my favorite movies ever. Oh it's my also god, one of my favorite books ever. Oh and my god, that's, that's I, the the uh, Michael uh, Douglas, Darryl. Melanie Griffith, Melanie yeah. Griffith. Yeah. And oh yeah, I don't need to be the Nazi and oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I mean I love that movie. I love that book. The book is like is actually amazing and I love Susan Isaacs with a huge passion. Um but I uh and one time we watched it and I, I mean our marriage almost failed because he made too much fun of it. Like it was just <gasps> I, I was like this is a disaster. I can't I just can't with this. So if that ever happened with that, like, I just don't know that we could we could withstand it. It would be it would be tough stuff. I'd be like, I need to go to Craig Nadoon. I, I, I'm going to put my hands on a stone and really have my fingers crossed, dude. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you. It is a special, it is special and wonderful. Yeah. And I love it so much. And it so, says so much about how we as, I want to say consumers, although that's not quite the right word. As, I'm consuming. Right, exactly. But like as people who are avidly interested in watching good entertainment, Mm-hmm. Like we are actively looking for stuff yeah. that that's, that is this good. And now we're getting more and more on television and we're getting more incredible stuff. And it's like, oh, my gosh, everything tastes so good. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like yep. it, it's it's incredible when the response is largely um, this is really good. Nobody move. Right. No, no, no sudden movements. We don't want to scare this away. Right. Don't. Right. 
break it. Yeah. No, that's right. totally true. I can't think of anything I've felt this way about in a long time. Isn't that funny that that this yeah. sort of just ebullient love is is, yeah. is like wow, I haven't unilaterally I felt this way about something. Wolf Hall. But at the end it uh, kind of I know. I just I wanted to. I know, I know. I tried. But I, it turned out I just felt that way about Rylance. Like, do you know what I mean? I mean, which is no bad thing. And I might have actually just felt that way about his eyebrows. Like I, it, <laughs> when I really no examine exactly when I really <laughs> examine it, it goes but I want I was close to that. But I, I can't think of a thing made from another thing that I loved. Like, you know, the cloth of right. wit is that like this. I mean, I have very similar feels about Poldark. My my love for Poldark is pure and true, but I didn't. Oh, it so is. It's so pure and so true. <laughs> but I didn't read the books. Like the books aren't part of my your my, canon. My canon. My mm-hmm. becoming an adult mm-hmm. is sort of wrapped up in the Outlander books, which is kind of a weird thing to think about which I hadn't really put it in those terms before. Yeah. I'm having wine-soaked epiphanies right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love this is the only good kind. I love Poldark and I love the stories and the, uh, they've got eight more books to read, Yay. which makes me happy. Oh, um, and really? Aiden Turner also has a shirt allergy. So I'm, I'm good with that. Have, right? It's yeah, a great I'm so allergy. glad all these people. I, I can't believe all these great actors have those allergies. Cause, like, I know. How do you say that guy's name? Sam, what's his face? Hewan? Hugan. Hugan. I, I figured there was some vowel that was extra. Um, I like, what is with the like, I mean, he is genuinely good and he is insane looking. Like, what? Where did they find that dude? <laughs> I don't, I just do not understand. I wanted to make fun of him, like, on upon the second, like, getting to the second episode, but then I just couldn't. Like, oh, right. Because he's, he's that good. Because he's so that good. And he just good. keeps getting better. My, I have a podcast of my own, and one of my co hosts mm-hmm. is Scotland. Is Scotland. It's all of Scotland. No, <laughs> oh, she's my Scotland. God. Right. Does she know That's that? Okay. <laughs> no. Wow. I'll let her know. She's asleep right now. What a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> and she saw him in a play in Edinburgh uh. a couple of years ago, and she gets to rub it in all of our faces. And she does. Oh my I god! Would, I would seriously. rub it all over everyone's faces. I mean, yeah. I would not. I mean, because that dude is amazing, and I love Toba, Tobias, who I've loved for many, uh, many outings. Rome, another, another HBO. Um, mm-hmm. you oh, know, parrot. Yeah, I did love it. It was like for me, it was it was the Game of Thrones that I could live with. Yeah. Oh. Yes, that's like, an interesting way. Of morally, it. because. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? Because it's like, at least, like, this is Rome. You know what I mean? Like, this is yeah. a real place. Real bad. And quite frankly, there was a lot less. There was still plenty of rapiness in Rome, don't get me totally. wrong. Totally. Yeah. Oh, But awful. I yeah. think there was, there's more gratuitous, pointless rapiness in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we get Tobias Menzies in both shows. And, yes. In both, and, well, in all three, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. He oh, that's his... right. He's Edmund, isn't he? Yeah. 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 I can't. So you really gave up and you're not watching it anymore. Yeah. Oh, you're a better woman than I. I It, it might last. I don't know. 
I mean, I will say that like I'm at the point where like Steve and I do fast forward through a lot of it because I'm just mm-hmm. like I can't have it. I can't have t- this is too many pictures in my brain that are bad. Right. Yeah. It, it's and, it, and then those are going to take up residence like when you're trying to go to sleep. Hey, let's think about right. this scene. Totally. And, or when I'm like doing a thing, it's like I don't need to I don't need it in there when I'm like chopping strawberries either. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And there's so much good TV that mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm wandering through a parched desert looking for it. I need something good to watch. Yeah. No, I, I don't so either. Much. It's insane how much con- I know everybody. This this is literally like a person that has never seen the television before, but I cannot right. believe how much content there is. It is right. insanity. Yeah. It's wonderful. I know. It is. It's wonderful. But it's also that thing of like I so I, like I just subscribe to this um, ridiculous app, which gives you every magazine under the sun. Oh, and what app is this? It's Maybe. called Next Issue. And I love it so much. So it means that I can indulge every single like bad entertainment mascara, whatever, like and the New Yorker. And now I sit down and it's almost too much. Like I'm just mm-hmm. like, I can't. I can't read the Vogue Beyonce story. I just, I have, don't have room for it. I want to, you know, but it's just like, this is a surfeit of stuff. Like I can't, I can't. And I'm beginning to feel that way with TV, with television. I almost mm-hmm. said TV, like with TV, <laughs> you know, that pronunciation of TV, which is just like way too. Anyway, but I, I just, I'm beginning to feel like I am just, the, the saturation point is coming. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I sometimes have to like force myself to sit down. And and what I found recently is that I'd rather just go back and rewatch Outlander, like on every occasion. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy, yeah. and it's it, it the show is as layered as the books. Yeah, like there's mm-hmm. stuff that you notice when you look at. Because I know Redheaded Girl has told me even recapping mm-hmm. what like a day or two later, you notice yeah. a whole new other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I one can't... of my reviewers, Carrie, she really wants uh, Claire and Je- and Jenny go fight crime. Like she, she just wants to like put the whole show on hold and have Claire and Jenny totally. just go off that to Scotland. Actress and and so- oh my god, she's amazing. She is so amazing. That face, the whole thing, the what I just yeah. I love it so much. I also love, and this is the thing about the books that's so terrific is this, like it doesn't feel. I mean, I know I, this is the thing that I know annoys everybody when I, when I try to talk to them about it in random elevators, like that. I know that like that there's this feeling that this is feminist and, but, but it's more than that. And it's because if you just do it the right way, it doesn't have to be feminist. It could just be good. And I know like sometimes when I talk about it, I'm like, well, there's, you know, there's Jenny and there's Claire and even the sort of weirdness of, you know, Larry and Harry and all that, you know, like all of these things are so layered and it's just that they're people, which you don't see very much, just the different kinds of women, you know, who are not, who are, you know, being, being this, you know, being themselves like women and treat their lives treated with the same kind of weight as like band of brothers. Yes. That their, their lives are not the motivation for the main character to go do something. It's, they're not catalysts. Yes. It's real, you know, it's real decision-making and, you know, to have that. And I, sometimes I feel, 
it makes me, I mean, this is the whole, like, it's a precious, uh, it's a precious breakable object. I don't want anyone to smush. Like, that's the problem. Like, I don't want everybody, I don't want it to be seen as this feminist series. I want it to just be like, it's good. And the secret is because it's feminist, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell, don't tell them. Don't tell anyone. We've secretly replaced your television with Folgers Feminism. Let's see if they notice. And here's the deal. It's sexy. That Folgers is a way stronger cup. It's way sexier than yes. any like the the regular old like like every if every single when you are doing female gaze it's always better surprise yeah. it's better oh, this way i know <laughs> totally and the amount of female gaze once Just you see it, it yeah you once you see like once you notice it at work you can't not see it <laughs> like it's everywhere you know like yes. once you have oh oh i see whoa this is from oh and then it's everything right. yep, yep. Like when yeah. I went back to the beginning and I saw the first episode where there are like, a, you know, and he's like, you know, performing. Uh, this is not NPR, right? This, this is, is not so NPR. not NPR. <laughs> right. Sorry. I suddenly had a moment of where I was like completely stymied by what to But Anyway, when he's like giving her head in the castle and this is like a thing. I was like, now when I go back, I'm like, oh, my God, that was like a thesis statement. Yeah. For the show. That wasn't like that wasn't just a random right. let's have a sexy moment. Nope. That was right. a thesis and hilariously hilariously if you listen to the podcast for Mm -hmm. the first episode like that was the the head that sparked a thousand think pieces where people are like (laughs) and she put her hand on his head to direct him and that was just such a statement and (laughs) one's like yeah that was just a choice she made and that was the best take so we used it and now all of a sudden it's a thing and i'm a huge feminist i'm like i'm a director but really i'm just a person who did what the actress who probably knows what to do did and let her we gave her room to do it right exactly no it's funny that's the thing like going back and watching through you can't get away from all the choices that were made the right way i feel like cunnilingus think pieces would be a great anthology oh my god Totally. <laughs> kind of think us, totally. Kind of think us. Do you think that domain name is taken? Do you I think something bad will happen if I type that into my work computer? Kind of think us. By the way, I cannot tell you how many like image searches of Jamie there are on my work computer. Like, it's totally, it's like, there's no excuse for it. Like it, there literally, I, there's no excuse. That was totally know. research, and we will back you up. Absolutely. We're here for you. <laughs> oh my God. Insanity. Also, Dougal, by the way, who is like, that's my kind of dude. I'm just, yeah. I mean, I know not, not in, you know, just that I'm into that actor. Just saying. I love a good mustache. I love a bald man. I mean, I'm married to one, in fact. A bald mustache man? No, not bald mustache. Just bald. A good bald. Like a good shaped head. I'm into a good shaped head. Yeah. Yes, there are many jokes yep. that I could make, and I'm, they're all running to the front of my brain right now, yeah. and they all clog the exit. So just know they were there. <laughs> I know, I know they were there. I'm waving at them. I'm like, I'm like saluting and them. all the ones that you didn't have, I've got. Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, I'm waving to you guys too. So, are you guys concerned mm-hmm. about the next season? Yes, this is difficult. It's yeah, it's, it's gonna difficulty be... high. Yeah. What are yeah. you worried but... about that it's not going to be as good? Um, well, I mean, it's my favorite book. Me too. And the, the whole Paris sequence. Yes. It's just like it's everything, everything about it is stuff I love. Mm-hmm. And I've been happy with the casting so far. News mm-hmm. that's come out. Wait, I think I don't know that news. Can you tell me? 
Uh, I don't have the names off the oh, top. Okay. No, but it's no. Yeah, there's nothing. I know there's gonna be a pop quiz here, Barry. No, I am so sorry. I'm like, I love how I'm like. I it's as though I don't have an internet. <laughs> yes, but know. we have your email, and we can feed you all the infos. God. So casting, you know, we don't cast- know casting, but you're happy about it. And then you were I, saying, yeah, I, I have looked at these people and gone, yep, that more or less matches with what's in my head. I mean, mm. I don't have the total marriage to, well, it's not what's in my head, so I don't watch it kind of thing, or yeah, I yeah, get yeah. real mad with I don't care RDM didn't do what I, but I, I don't know. Right. Um, Although he knows what he's doing so far, I think. He knows what he's doing, so I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. I really um, love What's-Her-Face, Kat- Katriona. Like, I think oh he knew. God. She's so great. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's, she's a grown-up. She's yes. a grown-up. A grown woman. Yes. A grown-ass woman can yell at people. agency. Totally. Yes. Yep. And she doesn't exactly. apologize for it, and she doesn't wibble like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't do this thing. She's like, this is what I think is best. Get out of my way. And I have a knife. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I am right. really, like, I am a, like, there's something also, like, I realized I haven't seen, like, she, there's not a trace of ingenue about her. Nope. Not a trace. Where, I just, where do you see that? In, I mean, unless it's Cersei, unless, unless it's someone who's bad. Right. You only get a wicked witch. Yep. And that is the thing. I mean, especially on television these days. It's so, it, it, that was just a real, that was huge for me. It's why I love like playing house. Like those are two grown up women, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I just don't see grown up women without any ingenue scent on them. Right. But so he knows what he's doing, and I think we're going to do well. With yeah, I mean, I think that. the the end of book two is just such a downer. Yeah, that it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to watch in yeah. a different way than the end of the first season was. Right, because that was like that was a little bit like you're waiting for the red wedding. Yeah, yeah, that was how I felt. Yeah, I also especially because I knew they were. I was like, they're they're really committed to this. Right. Um, right, they're committed to it, and we already knew from episode six mm-hmm. that Tobias could be the most scary motherfucker on the planet. Yeah. Oh, my oh my gosh! Don't you want him at some point to get a series where he gets to be something like I? I actually feel like I want to see him be the. I want to see him really care. Not that he's not the main event here, but he isn't really. Uh-huh. I I want to see him get a great series. Um, have he he only has a small role in this, but have you seen Catastrophe? Yes, I have. Yeah. And he's adorable. He's adorable, although it took me a while to be like, that guy's gonna fuck everything up. He's scary. He's right. scary. No, I know, I know. <laughs> and, I, and I felt the same way, you know, like I, I, I was so bummed when they, have you guys seen, um, oh my God, what's it called? You know, the Maggie Gyllenhaal, an honorable woman. The honorable, uh, it's the honorable on woman. my list. It's on my list. Yeah, I'll be interested I there there are a lot of problems with it of the nature that we have been speaking about here I think mm-hmm. random so, rapiness problems rapiness that doesn't work for as it's like this is not how story works yeah so mm-hmm. if you just needed to have this woman oh my god I hate the random I, that's the thing I don't much like rape in any form but the random mm-hmm. rapiness like this right. this episode you could lose this episode from the series and it wouldn't touch the plot yep um that i hate that shit i really do however i really enjoy like that was a fun one to watch um and he has a part in it and i was disappointed at how um how small it was because i think he's a he's pretty terrific 
I'm with you on the random rapiness. I hate that it's the only negative thing that some people think that can be visited upon a woman. Yes. Like this is the worst thing that's going to happen to you. So we're going to make it happen to everybody. But then even, and when you question, okay, first of all, if the audience can question, why did you do that? That there's room for them to ask why you already did it wrong. And then if the answer is historical accuracy, you totally did it wrong because you don't have a reason other than, well, I needed something crappy to happen to this girl. And, you know, just, just, you know, ordinary things like assault or falling down the stairs Mm -hmm. or having someone be really uncool to her or having someone ruin her great, you know, multinational plot. No, 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 it's got to be rape. That's the only bad thing that happens to women. Yeah, right. like, that. And then the second, the second thing that I also really, it, it's it's either rape or you lose a child. Yes. Like yeah. that's the what's the terrible movie with Sandra Bullock that everybody loved and um, George the Clooney. The Blind Side. No, or, uh, that's another gravity. one. But, uh, yeah. Gravity. It's like okay, well, the only way we're gonna give this woman a personality is by having her have a dead child. Like that. Right. It's the same, just completely, and it means that what we do is we completely reduce women to sex and motherhood. Done. Yep. That's it. You're either a mother or you're grieving not being one or right. you're a virgin or you're grieving not being one. Right. It's and it's still yeah. I mean, it's so obvious. I can't I want to know who at writer's room hasn't like raised their hand and been like, hey, can I just point something out that's been happening for ages, like actual ages? <laughs> I mean, I don't I do not understand it at all. Um, yeah. I, I think that Gavaldon kind of goes into the right bag way more than she needs to as totally. the series goes on. Mm-hmm. And should we get to, oh, I want to say it was a breath of sm- snow and ashes mm-hmm. where like everybody gets raped. Oh, if God. we get that far, how about yeah. like we not? How about yeah. but, like we not? Yeah, I yeah, agree. I, I know. Why is that the only catalyst? Why can't there be other bad things? Like, it's funny. Like, I, I mean, you think about the worst things that have happened in your life. Like, it's just so interesting to me that this is, I mean, God, for like terrible, those terrible things have not been visited upon me and I, and I am lucky and I know it, but it is interesting. Like the things, like the bad days, the times I've spent sobbing in my, on my bed, like mm-hmm. those are real too. Yep. yep. And you know, that there is no continuum for the, like, you know, it's the same thing for men. Like the only bad thing that ever gets to happen to them is that they like, you know, is that they go to Tarawa. <laughs> 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 or the fact that in a lot of ways, men are only prob- publicly permitted to mm-hmm. express emotion, especially a negative emotion. Yes. If it is sports. Yes. Or if it is if it is something about their dad mm-hmm. or their or their child, probably mm-hmm. their son. Like, yeah. yeah, men are not permitted to express emotion except in sports. So, I like, I watched this when, for example, when a sportscaster or a sports figure dies. Mm-hmm. Mm, there you get it, to be really into it it's like this huge vortex of emotion mm. and sports and permissible grieving among men and it's 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 like they all one-up each other in how sad they are because it's the only time they get to let it out they exactly. don't have a podcast like this Ex- like i yes. have a place. yeah there's no yeah. there's smart no smart dudes no no and no. and one of the things that i know frustrates the hell out of my husband is that the the portrayal of fatherhood in most uh, entertainment media is, you know, bumbling or distant or idiot or, or incompetent or uninvolved or disinterested or Mm -hmm. always, always baffled. Right. And yet all of the dads who I meet Mm -hmm. are like totally fluent in being a father. Yeah. And And, and are always the lead. Yeah. Yeah. They're all like, like, yeah, no worries. I'm a stay at home dad. No problems here. I am fully comfortable with my masculinity. 
Yep. Things I know. are good. Yeah. And so as that distance between the reality and the media portrayal widens, I'm like, mm-hmm. when, when the next thing comes up that shows actual emotionally fluent men comfortable with caretaking roles, we're all going to be yeah. like, yes, you get a spite on the shelf next to Outlander. Yes. We're going to watch you over and over. Well, I felt like we're getting there with Catastrophe. Yeah. Oh, you might be right. I think Catastrophe, yeah. it's funny, my husband said exactly the same thing when we were watching it. He was like, oh, this is a this is a father. This is a father that I recognize. Yes, mm-hmm. this is this is uh, yeah. a parent who is real as opposed to, uh, well, we can't have man feels. Right. Right. And actually, and it's still, I mean, the thing is, is that they, like, there's plenty of humor to be mined in an, in a competent father. Yeah. I mean, yes. we mine it every day at my house, you know, <laughs> there is plenty of humor and feel like all of those and emotion. And I do think, actually, it's clear that we're getting that, like Judd Apatow is becoming, maybe becoming a grown up. He's not there yet, but, um, <laughs> And I still, like, I can't with Knocked Up and, I, you know, and but as he, you know, deep into his 40s becomes a mature adult. Yes. Um, <laughs> deep. Uh, I, <laughs> I, you know, I can see the culture is moving toward it. It's just shocking to me how slowly it's moving. Yes. Right. Because, right. that- dudes, you're the ones who are making all of the media. <laughs> and then you complain that all... Like you have the the stupid fat guy with the hot wife. I know. And you're like, this is all the portrayal of men you get. One, that's not true. No. That's not true. Two, you're the ones making it. Yes. <laughs> you're <laughs> the ones making it. You should so blame yourself. You're the ones with the power to change that. Yeah. No, it's fascinating. I think it, I mean, that's why the, now I'm going to feel just comfortable saying things like RDM. Um, <laughs> Hey, you, we, we've well, hipped you to the lingo. <laughs> so I'm just going to try to, I'm just going to own that for a minute, even Yay. though I've never used that acronym. Um, so anyway, but I think the more, like clearly the RDMs of the world who are, you know, fluent in their, it, it, I, there's something happening in his writer's room. And I, you know, I hope it is, I hope it is happening all over Hollywood. I think it happened in a lot of, I think, it's interesting. Like I have mixed feel. I love Mad Men. I think it is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And clearly that was like a real conversation that was happening in that room. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know it was, uh, and, but the product is still a product of, you know, that leaped fully formed from the head of Matt Weiner. And that's, but I think we are moving towards something right now. I that, agree. And I, agree. I love watching it. I love watching it when it is like, prestige television like outlander i love watching it when it's empire oh my god oh, i love empire. watching it when it's empire. oh my god empire i mean i almost downloaded that shit like i like the album i mean like i literally <laughs> the other day i was doing laundry and i was like drip drop like i suddenly was drip dropping like it was real sad <laughs> anyway but i you know there's so much happening and it, i think the fact that it's happening at all these different levels is mm-hmm. there's something it's 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 slowly changing. It really it is. It, I I have to feel good about it because it's been a long drought. Don't it you has feel very yes. long drought? It's been a long I time think... since I stayed home to watch Murphy Brown. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, Murphy Brown. And I. <laughs> oh, Murph. <laughs> I was looking I at Tumblr that... the other day, and someone was posting screen caps of an episode of Sesame Street, mm-hmm. and I want to say it was. Buffy St. Marie, oh, who was breastfeeding next to Big Bird on TV. And Big Bird's like, 
what are you doing? And she's like, I'm feeding my baby. This is what breasts do. And this was, I want to say oh I was God. maybe three or four years old. So like mm-hmm. 78. I'd, I'd have to look it up and I'm 90% sure it was Buffy St. Marie, but seriously, she's breastfeeding and big birds like, Oh, okay, that's cool. Whatever. That would never happen now. Never. Like we need to get never. Back- and if it did, it would be weird. It, they would do it in a way that was somehow meant to shame formula feeding women. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like yes. It would be like normal. Yes. Right. They would somehow, it would somehow get screwed up. Yep. And and then it was sort yep. of like, well, this is how I roll. That that sort of attitude was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And it, oh, I, I wish we had more of that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just the calm. There was, there's been a, it's been a long time since like 1986. I feel like there was like a, there was a moment where things just got worse for a long time. But now we're back. We're back. Yep. It's happening. And yeah. because there's so much content. And there's so much there's, of us talking to each other about that content and you well, can't hide it. that. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's that's right. that's the thing that is so great. That's the internet, guys. That's the internet, guys. And one of the things that Matt Weiner and RDM, see, mm-hmm. I just do that naturally. <laughs> I know, um, yeah. <laughs> I got a little thrill. Yeah. <laughs> um, have done is they have pointedly put women in as episode writers and as episode directors. Yes. And Game of Thrones. It's not just the words, it's the eye. Right. And I think we're seeing a sea change of female showrunners and Hollywood movie directors coming from that stable. Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones had a number of female directors up to season three, and it shows. You don't say. I do say. I am shocked. I, that is really, I'm so disappointed, guys. I want to like those guys. There is a lot of of showrunners and writers in television that I would really like to be like, okay, dude. I know you're better than this. Yes. Yeah. I've seen better. Let's do that instead. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I also remember, did did you read the Vanity Fair article on, um, uh, on those, and, and, you know, they both have like PhDs and. I mean, they're like, they're a certain kind of academic that like makes me wonder, how did you never run into the women's studies department? <laughs> like, didn't you know where all the, was it only one person and she wasn't there that day? Right. I just don't right. understand how you didn't come across it in the academy. <laughs> like, I really don't get it. Cause I mean, the first day I got there, I called my dad and was like, did you know gender doesn't exist? And he was like, I'm so glad you're paying for it. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't understand how you miss it. And that's what you know, because I mean, there's so many problems in Hollywood as far as, you know, the pipeline. Right. But right. one thing there isn't a problem of is like Harvard educated white dudes. And which is a pro, which, you know, we know is. But didn't those dudes don't they know at this point because they, you know, the Academy does have, you know, there are plenty of people in the ivory tower who are writing about gender and writing about it. like, I just don't understand why that wouldn't. Oh my God! I'm such a Pollyanna. There's, there's I'm a so certain not, you know, class of of white white dude nerd mm-hmm. that just it doesn't occur to them. And when you try, when you're like, "Look, it's right here. Let me describe it for you in excruciating terms," because you're nerds and that's what you do. Mm-hmm. I love nerds; they're my people. But God. Yeah. Me too. Oh God. <laughs> and they're like, no, that doesn't, that's illogical. And I'm like, of course it's illogical. That's why it's dumb. <laughs> but really, there's like actually a small dude in their head that's erasing a blackboard as you're talking. Yes. He's like, oh no. Yes. This, this does not guess, match my experience. Yeah, Therefore, it cannot be real. So, 
Right. I don't know what you're talking about. No, uh, why, why are you, well, clearly if you're trying to make there be more women, that means that it's not fair yeah. to give women more opportunities than I do. So that would be taking away from me. And then you get into this whole thing of, but you've had it your entire fucking existence. I know. It's like, the why can't there be, like, why does there need to be a Ms. Magazine? It's because the rest of the fucking shit is right. for you and has been for eternity. It's because <laughs> those stone tablets that we stood on a mountain were like, could you read this? Were wit- written by a white dude. <laughs> or like a collection of maybe not uh, even right. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, that, exactly. Yes, exactly. It's so, it is <laughs> yeah. so crazy. It makes me, it makes me. It makes me real crazy. Why isn't there a men's history month? That's all of history. That's all of the rest of them. You get the other ones. You get the other 11. You get 11 and 12. You're going to be happy. Half to happy. Just be satisfied with that. Yeah. But the thing about Outlander is Mm -hmm. that you're seeing women Mm -hmm. being strong and making really ugly, difficult choices and getting shit done and so you have this presentation of women to a female audience say and and allowing that audience to say oh i totally recognize myself here yeah i'm not doing it in a scaffolding that is not that doesn't have the i mean in the absolute worst time for women you know the fact that she's making these decisions that she and galis can figure this out these like these moments of like women helping women despite this you know the the fact that feminism doesn't exist yes and they find a way around it which means that as we have long known women throughout history have Mm. found a way around it yeah yeah and the idea that all of these all of these women viewers get to look at outlander and see a more accurate representation of themselves and that that's so much that's so much more true in television now that Mm -hmm. the audience is being reflected more accurately in what they're seeing slowly more and more happy joy joy dance in my i'm so it just makes me so happy no me too i think one of my for me one of like my favorite feminist things about the book and about the um the series is just this totally like, I love all of this sort of like more heavy handed stuff but the th- this small thing that Jamie just immediately believes her yes oh because yes. I know my husband would believe me if I was like here's the thing dude I have time traveled here and he would actually be like oh my god totally from Tudor England I knew it <laughs> everything, everything suddenly makes much more sense <laughs> place. but the fact like that in and of itself is the kind of very small thing in both the books and whatever the, the series is built upon mm-hmm. because that's what really real relationships do. Yes. And that yeah. he knows her well enough to know that she's not lying. Right. And that, okay, what she is saying is completely bananas, but it right. must be true. Right. But I got you. And and I got he, you. I need a minute. I need a minute. Just give me a sec. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he I'm, tells his saying, sister, listen, if she tells you funky stuff, listen, she listen. knows you. Right. Exactly. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's and, one of my favorite things. And the the moment where she tells Father Anselm that she time traveled, and he he's just and she looks at him like you're totally gonna burn me now or something, and he's right. just like, go on, yeah. <laughs> if you think <laughs> I have not seen some freaky ass shit I, in my I, life, I've woman, I've seen some shit. I've seen some shit, and like this, the sort of the full body. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh huh. Yep. Keep going. Carry on. Keep going. I just want, I mean, I I wish, I would love to see more with him. I mean, I know that we're not 
too. He was a great character and a great actor. Totally. It was that, you know, he's really sold. It was a small moment that was, again, like integral to the whole world of the show, which is real people being people. Yes. And in that, a completely banana situation, in a fantasy it, science fiction genre, like the yes. genre bending situation. It's it just goes to show you if you can put anything into any, if you have story and you yes. have full, you can make, do anything. Yes. I mean, this is what opera is. This is the whole, you know, like I I have to say, I mean, this is the thing I love about opera is that it's ridiculous that like a woman is going to sing an aria before she throws herself off the the battlements. But like, that's the thing. You have to believe it. I, yeah. Madam Butterfly sung for a real long time before she got that hat pin out and jammed herself in the neck. Exactly. I mean, you (laughs) very long song. Spoilers. I think I might go a lot. There might be a lot of Sondheim involved before I did that myself. But I, yeah, I can, I, no, I mean, that's the thing. That's, it's, you can make them do anything. And she, yeah, she is. So have you guys read the, uh, the Ansler, the John Gray novels? I've read two of them. I have not. And you feel, how about them? I feel perfectly okay about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have, I think, I think it's the first one that I have, but they were coming out as I like had no money. Ah, right. right which right. is a thing. <laughs> I know that is such bad times. So I know, right? Yeah. Life is so annoying. It is. Ugh, money. Um, <laughs> but I, I've always enjoyed John Gray as a character mm-hmm. and I really, really liked how his and Jamie's relationship was sort of built up mm-hmm. in a totally ridiculous circumstances, but it it came down to both of them treating each other like they were people. Yeah, no, still real. So I just am trying to, yeah, I'm trying to decide whether I need to put my reading energy into the rest of the Outlander. Like what? I'm just, I need to like draw. I need to direct my firepower here. Mm-hmm. That's what I was. That's 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 what that's about. Totally. But I do need to, yeah, I need to, I'm kind of saving the rest of the series, even though I know there's going to be, you know, some, pro- like, I just, I like those first three books so much mm-hmm. that I almost, it's the same, I have the same problem that I do with the series. I, I just want to be frozen in time and keep rewatching again and again and again. I've been yeah. rereading. So I always have like a bedtime book, a book that I read with my face mm-hmm. planted on the pillow and half an eye on my, my phone Kindle, which I know is the worst sleep hygiene that anyone could ever have. <laughs> and Outlander, actually Dragonfly has been my bedtime book for a while now. It's just that like I read, you know, like 20 pages before I go, go to bed after my mm-hmm. full book. Because it's such a nice thing to think about. I just, right. I love going to sleep in that world. Isn't That's it cool. nice that there's a world that is so wonderful that you want to visit it and you can visit it in multiple ways now? I know. I yeah. really, I want to see the musical. Oh my gosh, that would be That's amazing. probably another 10 years. I know. It'll, ha- it... it'll happen though. It'll it happen. has to. Isn't that the greatest idea? Yes. I just feel and like. you should definitely like trademark it or. No, I think whatever. it exists, you guys. What? Did I make that up? Outlander the musical? Okay, we need to we need to visit my friend Google, but I don't have a computer. Um, Hang on, I'm on it. Okay, make it happen. Outlander, the musical. Uh, I thought it was a thing. Outlander Somebody, the musical. Literally, by the way, this what is the ever. Oh my god! This is literally a thing a person told me in the checkout line at the supermarket. By the way, like um, that. Yeah, is, there yeah. was it's a, a musical. Yeah. 
uh, Outlander the Musical. We need to go watch it and then meet back here with yes. more Outlander the Musical dot com. Oh my god. Oh my God. Based okay, on the wait. novel. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Because it's the best idea ever. I don't know. I don't know if it's being performed, but you can purchase you things. Like Blackjack Randall. Like, I just feel like you could totally. <laughs> I just want to. I love it. I love it so much. I think it would be the funnest. As long as they could restrain themselves with use of the fog machine, this would rock. Yeah, that's true. Because you could really fog it up. Yeah, you could really mess up with the fog machine. It'd be a little that's too totally much. True. But it would also be easy to stage because it would just be like everything that you'd either have outdoor or Leoch or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? I feel like, or and Lally Broth could just be Leoch turned around. Yeah, this was a thing apparently that happened and it doesn't seem to be happening again, but there's a website. It's very purple. Well, you kids are older than mine. I feel like this is a thing you should bring to some theater director. You need to make friends with like some awesome theater director who has like a really great blue streak in her hair. Don't you? Yeah. Don't you? Do you know what I mean? I can see this woman. She's a real person. I'm gonna find. I wish my kids were just hair older. There's a song called "I Am Ready," sung by Jamie. That could go either way. Oh my God, that's a toughie. But you know, the Amazon reviews are very positive, and and they don't appear to all be from people who are related to the director. So that's good. Okay, that's, that's a good sign. Really? Yeah. Okay, I, I, I redheaded a girl. I think that for the sake of science, you might need to check this out. I think so, too. I, <laughs> I'm, well, I, I second that and third Never it. let it be said that I could really stand up to peer pressure very well. Okay, good, because we, we're going to pressure you harder <laughs> if you try. <laughs> oh my God, wait, does it exist on... So it was a live thing. It's not... It doesn't exist. There's no, like, DVD or... I don't think so. Apparently I'm only finding VHS? the music. I'm only finding the music and the soundtrack from the production. Uh, And there's like, there's something on Diana Gabaldon's site. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And and he came to her. Okay. Several years, a lovely man (laughs) named Mike Gibb came to me in Scotland and told me that one, he was a lyricist and playwright and two, he'd fallen in love with Outlander and with his friend, Kevin Walsh wanted to do a stage production of Outlander, the musical. And as I recall, I said, that's the screwiest idea I've heard. Go ahead. Oh my God. And the stage production is in development. But this was this was posted in like 2010 or 2012. Yeah, 2010. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, this this was a thing. Okay. That's the greatest. Uh, now I just want an opera and then we're good. Okay. That, that's got to be like? some kind of like, it's not a hat trick and it's not an EGOT, but like you have the book, right. the television series, right. the musical, the opera, and then like you've got them all, right? Yeah. No, you well, need then you need. Oh, yeah. ballet. Yes. Ballet. And you probably need it to be reset in a different time as well. Sort of right? like Shakespeare, like Shakespeare plays getting set in like the 20s. And totally. Then, yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. Or just, you know, Fifty Shades It Up. Oh, yeah. 50. I mean, it already, the funny thing is, is it is like, it's just like intelligent 50. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. has like a lot of the, yeah. And it's super, into, I love it so much, you guys. It's my, I love that I'm, by the way, doing this podcast. Like, this is so just in my bedroom with a glass of red wine that's how it should be done yeah i'm covered in a faux fur or something it's the funnest i'm i'm really happy see i think you need to get linda you need to get linda on the horn and be like that studio we need some fur and some wine i know well everything needs more fur and more wine yeah you know at my desk i have a sheepskin because i just need to have fuzz around me good yeah yeah Yeah. very good i know what i'm doing there's (laughs) also a booze drawer but you know well, that's between us. That's, 
<laughs> That's exactly what I would expect out of NPR. So do you guys have any last thoughts about Outlander? I don't have last thoughts. I just have, yeah, right. have like, more... the last ones right, right now. <laughs> right. You go first. Um, m- multiple people were robbed at the Emmys. Oh, Lord, that's yes. Multiple, well, that's always multiple people. It's, it's always a case, but I'm truly... Yeah. I mean, I don't have... Hannibal wasn't eligible this year, so I mm-hmm. focused all of my Hannibal Emmy snub rage into Outlander Emmy snub rage. Mm-hmm. And... Tobias was Tobias especially was like super robbed. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I want it, I want the Game of Thrones thing. I just want this series to be recognized for what it's doing and because it's not doing that the, other stuff. That other right. shit. Yeah. And right. that's I know people gotta make a living, but I just at some point I just want one of I don't you feel like the Sansa actress or the Arya actress is gonna just take a cast an eye over to Outlander and be like, Oh hey. <laughs> you know, Listen, y'all, I'm available for a little guest spot if you need. I need to, I need right, to cleanse exactly. my palate. A I, lot of stuff coming up that we could use you for, you know? I, I mean, have put my name on a petition for Sophie Turner to be considered for Brianna. I think she Ooh. would, that is genius. Right? So that is a petition worth idea. putting your name on. Yeah. She could really do that flashy eyed, what? Like, right. yeah. Total, total flashy eyed was. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they could do, I mean, I, I appreciate the amount of women that are acting in that series. I just want them to be doing, saying and doing better stuff. Yes. Um, But yeah, no, I'm with you. Totally robbed. It's really, it is beautifully made. It is beautifully shot. I love every, I mean, we didn't talk about just the, 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 you know, the little lacy under things of the piece are amazing. Right. You know, the, I love the title sequence. I adore. I mean, I find I've been singing over the sea to sky to my baby at night and he Aww. appears to be enjoying it. <laughs> um, and I, too, have changed the word. So he knows. Um, and I, Aww. you know, I mean, just the little the costumes, the the shoot, I mean, it is beautifully done. The costumes and the fact that we've had multiple like here are all the layers to the costumes, which yeah. makes me as a costume nerd historian. Oh yeah. So happy. And I know those scenes were put in just for me. Oh, yeah, those totally, were totally personally. for you. Oh my God. And I appreciate it, Ron. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. The and embroidery then... on the wedding dress. Alone. Oh my, oh my God. God. Yeah. The color. The color, everything. I mean, oh. it's, that that was one of the things that the Poutlanders got all up in arms about was, well, it's not how it's described in the book. Yeah. But look at it. It's yeah, beautiful. It was, it's beautiful. And it, it is what you want. It is, you know, and again, it's the difference between, like, it still fe- it still smells like the book. You know what yeah. I mean? That's, yeah. that's all I want. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Page and screen are different mediums. Yeah. Yep. And they this get is, to be. They get to be. And that's good. Yeah. It means you get more, not yeah. less. Yeah. Totally. yeah. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And all your parting thoughts, I agree with. And pro- probably all the thoughts you have to come, I agree with, too. <laughs> I feel like I just got invited to a lunch table and I cannot hold my own. <laughs> it's real no. terrible. I'm like, yeah, I love, I love sloppy joes too. <laughs> sloppy yeah. joes are delicious. So you are so at the right table. You're uh, absolutely at the right table. I totally love it. Can oh, I God. say thank you for joining us tonight? Because it has been so fun. I. This is the most. I. I am speechless, which never ever happens. Yay. I have had so much fun. I really feel like a giant itch has been scratched. I'm going to take a deep breath. Oh, I'm we're so here for you. And we're going to keep talking. Yay. Absolutely. If and, you want to uh, do this again after season two starts, we would oh, love yes. it. 
Oh yes. my God. When, and do we know anything about that? We know spring. Okay. Oh my God. When spring is sprung, when we are on a happy, happy lady. Yes. Yes. Get back to me, please, please, please. Absolutely. And if you feel the need to have more feels mm. at either of us, we are have so our Skype. Here. And that is all for this week's episode. I want to thank Barry Hardiman for a really fun conversation. I have a feeling that once season two starts, we'll be checking in with her because, well, she has a lot to say and a lot of it's funny, right? It's, it's pretty awesome. This podcast was brought to you by Intermix, publisher of New York Times bestselling author Jessica Clare's The Billionaire Takes the Bride, the latest billionaire's and bridesmaid's novel, where a lie unexpectedly turns to love. Download it on October 20th. The music you're listening to is provided by Sassy Outwater. You can find her on Twitter at Sassy Outwater. This is the Pete Bog Fairies. This is their brand new album, Black House, and this is called The Ranch. You can download it on Amazon or iTunes or wherever you like to buy music. If you have opinions or suggestions or you want to ask Barry Hardiman a question or you have things to say about Outlander or you just want to talk to us, please email us, sbjpodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. And on behalf of Barry Hardiman, Redheaded Girl, Jane, and myself, we wish you the very best of reading. Have a great weekend.